I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got that knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And there's room a lot. Hello, hello. Listening to the stew. My name is Jason Stewart. I'm doing a food podcast. Andre Canaparo is also doing the food podcast. Uh, for everybody listening, you can't see that Jason smiles at Chris and I every time he says the opening in a very weird kind of sly way, and it makes me happy every time. Yeah, it's good stuff. Sly, sly daddy. Mmm, it's nice. It's kind of like, hey, we're going to record a show, so let's get in a good mood and be entertaining together as people who are doing entertainment. Like host of a show? Yeah. Okay, hi, I'm Chris Stewart, by the way. How's it going? Host of a show. Chris Stewart, no longer RIP, back from the dead. I didn't die. Much like this podcast, I haven't done one in two weeks. Yeah, it's been two weeks. We're sorry, guys. So um, sorry. I, yeah, I actually apologize. It gets busy during most. the holiday season. Stewie's working a Dude. lot. Andre has been out of town a lot. Andre's been out of town a lot. Apologize. Andre's been out of town a lot. I've just been here holding the port, holding the port down. I mean, I could do mm-hmm. a good early pod. That means drinking wine instead of doing a podcast. Yep, that's the one. Holding yeah. down the port. The port. Age port. But on the on the downside, we haven't had an episode. Um, sorry. On the upside, we have plenty to talk about. Right, with topics. Got notes. We're, we're, yeah, everyone notes except Andre has so much to talk got, about today. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, well, let's get it. Well, let's do a little Andre stuff first. You were out of town traveling for work, but where, where'd you hit? You hit all kinds of places. So I went to Florida and then Copenhagen, Zurich. Uh, small town in France, and then to London, then to back to Albuquerque, back to Seattle, then home. Good no Lord. days off. No like. Damn. Miss Lenny. Miss Lenny a lot. Lenny's your dog. Favorite city? Yeah. Just first, like, snap, boom. Copenhagen. Sick. What about Zurich? How's that rank? It's beautiful. It's, it's very different. I mean, there's not a lot of mar- modern architecture in Zurich, but it's an absolutely stunning... I'm fascinated by Zurich. ...old preserved city. I mean, if you don't go to Old Town Zurich, you would think it's kind of whatevs. And then, so on the outskirts, you can actually do a lot of work and spend your whole time and not really see the center of the city. And once you see that... Because I was with somebody, because I've been a few times, and I was with somebody who for the first day or two were there, were like, well, I'm not that impressed. I'm like, have you been down to Old Town? Like, nope. And the last night they went, and I, I stayed in and worked, and I saw them at the airport the next day, and they were like, oh, my God, this is my – I think it's the most beautiful city I've ever been to. That's what I've heard. So it's like you, you have to get into the middle of it, and it's, it's really stunning. Zurich is stained. My favorite pavement song. Um, Sidebar. Nice. Yeah. Why are you fascinated by Zurich so much? I just – something about the, the neutrality of Switzerland has always yeah. fascinated me because it's just like – Borders four European cities. It's the I, only one where there are four national languages spoke, I think. Yeah, something. it's a trip. Yet I also know zero Swiss people, but I know so many right. of the people that are from the bordering towns. It's a small country. And I've been to all the other countries that have borders, and I've never been. And it's just like, it sounds wonderful. I don't know. It seems like the Canada of Europe. Uh, you'd like it, but Copenhagen was amazing. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. I've never nice seen, too. I mean, and I was in Oslo a few months ago, and I've never seen, look, I haven't been in a lot of Scandinavian countries, but. 
I've never seen a city that was so well integrated with the old with the new, like the modern design mm. along with, you know, buildings that are three, four hundred years old sitting Vienna next to me. each other. I mean, it was incredible. Hmm. I've never been to Vietnam. It's no, Vienna. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Same vibe. That's my favorite part. Is like, that's like when people ask me why Vienna, I say the exact same thing. It's like this melding where the new buildings are, are never taller than the tallest old building. So not to dwarf the old. I say the same thing about Glendale. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. When you look at Fox's Diner right next to the Americana and you yeah. see the old with the new. And even like the Incredible. new egg but it's not too tall. Yeah. Very well integrated. Just food-wise, I really don't have a ton to talk about because I just really didn't get a chance to eat anything. I ate some great seafood and stone crab in uh, Orlando. Amazing. Mm, Uh, I found out We're in stone crab season. Yeah. And much more impressive than the stone crab from Fish King, thank God. Mm -hmm. But Uh. I found out when you get conch chowder, if there's a a red and a white, you got to do half and half. Whoa. And it's incredible. Pippi. Yeah. You got to go penne alla vodka on the conch chowder. Oh, vodka is a good sauce. I forgot about the right? vodka that's sauce. Right? That's a New York good pizza, shit. The slice, slice situation. I was thinking about vodka sauce earlier this week. Yep. Is there actually vodka in it? For sure. Uh-huh. 100%. But it cooks off. What does the vodka do? Great question. Because I have of, no idea. Because I know that vodka sauce is usually just like... Pink sauce, which is like a marinara yeah. and a cream and sauce and combined. It, it yeah. might like mellow out the acidity of the red. That's the only thing I'm thinking. But even then, I'm spitballing completely because I don't know because vodka tastes like nothing to me. And also, it's it, it seems kind of extra weird because Italians and vodka, I mean, like it doesn't seem like a traditional cooking liquid or alcohol for Italian. No, you, you find way more sherry and marsala. You think like grappa, because it tastes more like vodka because it's so hot. But that hot meaning no, so not strong. But also, potent. penne alla vodka. I, th- I mean, it, to me, is like it's like East Coast Chinese food, like chicken fingers and duck sauce. Like penne alla vodka is like at at a by the slice pizza joint that also has a few pasta dishes. Yeah, like I've never seen penne alla vodka out here in California. It's a bu- it's a very suburban thing in California. But you see it any almost anywhere in Manhattan. All right, I it's found, real strip molly for me. I found an article home. about it where um, where the god Harold McGee talks about it. Oh, shout out! Be good. Um, a lot of there's there's a lot of speculation behind vodka sauce. A lot of people think that it was invented by vodka manufacturers to try and pass it off as Italian as like an advertising scheme. Like in Mother's late, Day for credit, for greeting cards. Right in the seventies and eighties, but. Harold McGee says the alcohol molecule bears the same resemblance to a sugar molecule, so it will give it a slightly sweeter taste at high concentrations. The typical distilled spirit and strong wine can be irritating and produces a pungent hot sensation on the mouth and the nose, but in smaller amounts, it mm. can it can increase the sweetness of it, I guess, bringing out the, the better flavor. And then... Concentrated alcohol tends to blend the aromas of food and drinks and inhibit their release into the air. So, huh. like the the alcohol can weaponize the the flavors and odors of the food to weaponize. That's a good, great term. Thank good, you. Good term. Also, I bet vodka is cheap, so you use vodka. So, if you use a potent alcohol, what's the cheapest, like bummiest alcohol you can get? 
It's vodka. And also, it's not going to alter the flavor Exactly. Of it's it. flat. It's all hell. At very low concentrations, around 1% or less, alcohol enhances the release of fruity esters and other aroma molecules into the air. Shit. So when it's cooked down and and concentrated, then it can it can impress things. And if you if you look on Serious Eats, uh, the article is called "Does Vodka Sauce Really Need Vodka?" There's a whole thing that I'm, we're not going to read all of it for. It's a hell of a curveball we just had there. I was not expecting that. That's what we do, baby. I love that. Um, but yeah. Do, do, does we need it? Who knows? Do, nah, I, do I like vodka I'd say sauce? Pass. Who knows? What? I mean, it seems uh, generally like speaking, of, like in as is also like I don't mind a pink sauce, but I feel like doesn't need the vodka. I don't think it does. I don't think so either. But pink sauce is nice. It is nice. It is good. It's like Silky. a nice one. I like the texture of it. Yeah, it's, it gets the mouthfeel gets a little velvety. Mm-hmm. But the acid from the marinara doesn't make it too thick like a normal Alfredo. It's good with the fish. What? Pink sauce and fish is good. What? Mm-hmm. I've never had that. It's good. Where did you have pink sauce and fish? With uh, scrimps. I think we did it at Maximiliano one time. With the, oh, that would be good. It's really good. With, I swear, guys, it's delicious with shrimp. Well, it's really, not that really far off when you I have I think like, it was actually a vodka sauce with when shrimp, you, and it was good as all hell. It's not that far off from like um, Hawaiian shrimp trucks like what is it shrimp also not being fish so it's like the garlic sauce yeah like garlic shrimp but it's like it's really like heavy oil and it's like it's got Mm -hmm. lemon it's got a lot of butter and like basically it's just like butter might as well be cream i mean yeah yeah yeah. basically how you want to eat all seafood which is lemon butter garlic right at the butt house yeah Uh, but also lemon butter garlic those are three things that are not in vodka sauce Cream and tomato is what we're talking about. I know, but it, this and then this in this example is pretty good. Um, and that's fine. That's okay. We're all here to experiment. Has there, has anyone ever made a a pink sauce lasagna? That's not because when you do lasagna, it's usually like a ricotta. I feel like we have. Have we? Maybe because like because we didn't if we didn't make it together when we were in our lasagna phase. I guarantee I've had that was a lasagna, good, good lasagna, lasagna phase. before. Because I mean, lasagna. Whenever I make it, there's there's a marinara sauce and there's ricotta. Yeah. Put those together, you got pink. So my, maybe just mix it all. They start unless mixing. you use tofu back in the day with the tofu press. Mm-hmm. That was the good days. I'm gonna make a pink lasagna. That's gonna be cute. Fruit it's not gonna be, not gonna be bad. I mean, it sounds great. Again, how could it be bad? Just replace you know every other layer of that pasta in the lasagna with zucchini. It's going to be a lot nicer. Lighter? Uh, it'll be healthier. It'll be better. Uh, rep- well, every other pasta layer. Not entirely. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Not every layer. Every <clears throat> other layer. Okay. And every you, and you, other layer. 100%. And you think that is just, hand uh, nutrition aside, you think that's better tasting than straight thousand noodle. percent. Hmm. You have to salt. You have to salt it. So it doesn't sure. release too much water into the into the lasagna, mm-hmm. but it adds like a nice light vegetable hint to it, and mm. it's way easier. Like the texture to me is way nicer mm. than just layer after layer. It's like removing the third bread from a club sandwich. Like nobody nobody wants that third layer of bread. It's horrible. Is there any other thing that you could substitute for the zucchini? Yeah, I think probably any. I mean, eggplant. Squash, eggplant, any, you know, anything in that family that, you know, 
once you salt and can get all the water out, mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. still kind of holds flavor and texture. Yeah, you can. That'd be a fun experiment. Just see which root veg you can do that with. You a, a blanched potato could be okay, actually. You never know. No, but then you're doing then it's more starch. And that's why I'm that's why I like I really like the, the summer squash or the zucchini to remove like that. And then you get to do the weird food move that has always baffled me, which is slicing zucchini or eggplant, putting it onto a sheet pan, covering it up with salt to draw the moisture out, and then to remove the salt off of it. You rinse it off with water. Yeah. (laughs) And I understand that it's a thing that is that people do and it works. Mm -hmm. But my 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 pragmatic lizard brain will never understand (laughs) how you how you 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 remove the water from zucchini by running it under your sink. Well, I think you're. It don't make no sense to me. I and I understand intuitively. It does not make a lot of sense, but. The cellular wall, I think, doesn't necessarily absorb water in the same way where if you rinse it... I mean, if you re-soaked all of that for a long time, mm-hmm. then it might absorb the water back it's in. It's one of just, a, a quick runway road. But you can also pat dry with paper towels. Yeah. yeah you can probably just wipe it off. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to use water. I mean, you can definitely do that. It's you a little, fans, it's a little more yeah. labor-intensive, yeah. but you don't have to rinse, although a lot of times it calls for it. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, you, you could be left with a super salty zook. Well, you just kind of you adjust for whatever yeah, you're yeah. making. Is you there another? I want to know: Is there a, another way to dry it out without salting it? I don't think so. Just because that <coughs> salt pulls out so much moisture. Couldn't you? Could you just slice it and then just leave it out on the on the counter for a day? Maybe. Or hit it in the oven, just like an oven that's turned like a your like oven that's turned basically? off. Yeah, like dehydrate it slightly. Literally dehydrate dehydration. It. I think that, I mean, without being a smart person or a scientist, I think what you're doing is you're changing a you're lot smart of. Enough. You're changing a like. So if you're baking it, you're changing by far the the texture and the flavor and what you're going to do with the vegetable as it goes on into a dish. But when you're salting and wiping down within like you know 15 minutes, 30 minutes, it's not enough time for the vegetable to actually cure. Mm-hmm. But it's enough time to bring all that water and that moisture to the surface, so you can get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, those methods that you describe, leaving it out—I mean, it would definitely dry it out. But I, don't, I think what you'd be sacrificing a lot of the texture, and you really wouldn't be as effectively bringing that moisture out of it. You'd be doing something like on a long form that doesn't work as well. And I mean, there's a reason why this technique is called for and you know every recipe where people uses. still do yeah. it now. Yeah. i think you're creating a crust on the top where it wouldn't work the same way and with the salt it's like a chemical imbalance where the it's unlocking the but the top i mean layer look the other thing too is if you're roasting and you're you're lightly salting and then you're roasting you're also concentrating the sugars in the vegetable so you're building a flavor profile that is different so like I'm not talking about to, roasting. I'm talking right. like when you know, low, when, low, low heat. Not even, oh, not like even on. Like oven roast tomatoes. Like you're in there. Yeah. Just the pilot lights heating. Like a dehy- yeah. there for two days. Pilot light. Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. proofing dough yeah, yeah, yeah. level of oven action. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing that right now to dry out some rice that I made to, to make fried rice after we do this pot. Very excited. Mm-hmm. It was based on what, Jason? A childhood dish. 
A childhood dish. I don't know how it ori- or originated. It's kind of sweet and sour Swedish meatballs. It's like big old chunks of onion, big old chunks of green bell pepper meatballs that were frozen from a bag. I'm almost certain. No, she made no. them. No, she made them. No, I'm a just. huge fan. And pineapple. Of- pineapple and then like super gelatinous like chicken or cornstarch. Sweet and sour like sauce. Like thick and sweet and sour sauce. My, Over plain white rice. And it was delicious. Of the frozen pea and frozen cube carrot and fried rice. Oh, yeah? Mm. I like a fresh pea. Or, I mean, a, a fresh pea, but, I mean, frozen peas, are they, they still have texture when they come out. Frozen peas are great. But I love that. I'm a brat. Like that pork fried rice that it says, like, cubed pork, cubed barbecued pork, mm-hmm. cubed carrots, cu- onions, and peas. All the same size, all little brunoise cubes. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of my favorite. Really? Barbe- barbecued pork it's fried rice for good. sure. Yeah. With those like very simple Western Chinese, you know, the yeah. East Coast Chinese style. Mm-hmm. We grew up with a uh, cashew in there. I love it with a cashew. Oh, yeah. I'll take a cashew in there or a peanut for sure. What about a water chestnut? I'll take it. You grate some, just grate some egg on it? The Meg? Yeah, would you just grind a little nutmeg on there, Stu? Did you just make that a little bit? I didn't then. No, I didn't. But I would. I'm going to try uh, using grated nutmeg to extract water from vegetables. Ooh, that would be a fun idea. And then you can suck it, losers. <laughs> Not so, listeners, the two gentlemen here. Speaking of, of fried rice, I made a fried rice about a week ago. That I missed out on. I had to leave town. Well, I you, I, you and your mom... Shout out to Jill Camparo. What up? Jill Camparo. We, the three of us, went to Raku in LA, which is a, a very popular restaurant destination from a lot of chefs and restaurant ass people. When we were leaving, um, Chris from Night Market was coming in with his with his girl and his parents, and and Noah Gluten, who's been on this pod, him and all of his chef bros go there all the time. Very popular destination. Not cheap. Pretty pretty delicious. Not incredibly expensive. Not super but, expensive. But definitely like this is a, this is a special meal. I'm not going to do this like on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But we had um, we had a great bottle of sake that was called Water God. Was it Water God or yeah? It was it was or was it Sake the God? No, it was Water God. Charlemagne. That sounds right. Something gods for sure. I think it was Water God. Poseidon? But it was great. Or Neptune. Um, it, was a really, it was a really distinct sake experience because I haven't really done a whole lot of sake. Mm-hmm. It was kind of your normal, like, sometimes somebody has a decent bottle where you just get hot sake at the, you know, at the mm-hmm. Zakaya or the sushi place. Mm-hmm. But that one, you know, 50 bucks, which is, you know, a... Nice bottle of wine in a restaurant, but not crazy. Not crazy. Fifty dollars at a restaurant, so that means yeah, yeah. how so much I mean, would it cost in a store, Stewie? Twenty-five. Yeah, it's about mm-hmm. tubs. So not crazy. Depends not crazy. though, because if it's vintage, then you never know. But yeah, yeah that's true. Mm. But it was great. It was great, and had like a weird, sh- really strong texture and mouthfeel to it, where it was like thick, but not. In a bad way. Super light, super floral, but then like elegantly viscous as well. But it wasn't Ooh. like too floral in a way that it was kind of cheap and perfumey. Huh. It was like... Love those $5 words. That was very well described. 
<laughs> you know, often you hear light and viscous in the same sentence. I'm a foodie. Elegantly viscous. <laughs> That's the name of my new metal band. Elegantly viscous. <laughs> that was like, wasn't that like the third? Uh, Hatebreed uh, record? Yeah. yeah I was I'm thinking it's kind sure. of League of Legends. No, it's the third Final Fantasy. It was called Elegantly Viscous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Super, uh, Super Nintendo. Side scrolling. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> and and one and the, and this place they they do something that every everywhere a lot of places do just like Japanese kind of grilled meats, izakaya yakitori kind of vibe, and they do some sushi as well. But all these little things like when the sake came out in the in the chilled ice bucket, the ice was was like crushed ice. slushy ice. Yeah, crushed ice. Yeah. So it was basically a big ass ball of sake with a nice cloth napkin over the top, mm. sitting in just snow. So you pull oh. the you pull the bottle out, and it was a perfect bottle size indentation in the ice. But you're getting you're also gonna you're not forgetting the our favorite part. The yeah, and the favorite part is when you order a bottle of sake. Um, the server comes out with a three by three foot drawer of custom made oh, like a caddy sake sake cups like what you picture like a chest that could be in yep yeah or like a nice knife that I mean, you this get, is not like the Japanese only place knife. that does that but yeah. when yeah, it's they a thing do that, do it it's yeah. such a mm-hmm. flex you're just like ooh what, yeah, just is, like, what is me here's what is me tonight here's a hundred different little handmade yeah. ceramic cups each one more adorable and Japanese That's than the sick. last you pick one out I mean really when you it's think fun. about it it's more like Harry Potter because the cup chooses you <laughs> you don't really choose the cup. Yeah. You know what? Bubble puff. The cup did choose does choose you there. Um that was super fun. Great great vibe. Um but we we ordered a lot of food. We ordered too much food, which was fine. We ordered just every kind of meat you could imagine on a stick that was grilled. We got silver skin on a like stick. A gorilla? That was a silver back, my bad. <laughs> No, like the yeah, the, the Japanese will eat horse. They'll eat gorilla. Lots of lots of sort of like taboo cuts. No, the membrane between muscles that like you would pull off the back of ribs. Okay, so you know what it is. I was fucking. We should still. Okay, all right, fine. But we should still. We should still. It yeah, silver skin. If you ever if you ever buy a rack of ribs and they say to kind of pull that little membrane of skin off before you cook it, that's kind of what silver skin is. Or if you're trimming a. A tenderloin or something like that. It'll just be like a sort yeah. of like shiny metallic looking almost. If you're trying to piece debone a leg of lamb, like mm. you will go, there will yeah, be three s- different parts of silver skin while you're pulling it out because it's basically what holds your muscles in between muscles. So there's, I mean, it's interesting too because there's there's a very different style of technique for butchering to remove that kind of stuff, that connective tissue. So Western style would be using knives, right? Mm-hmm. We use knives break down separate but sometimes guns very very traditional <laughs> french and european style butchery is all with hands no knives mm-hmm. so you're kind of pushing and peeling apart the muscle because you know exactly how they fit and where they are so it's a very specific skill but in that sense hmm. it's just like when you're removing the back of that membrane on like a saint louis or baby back rib i mean you're peeling that off yeah Truly a metaphor for Eastern and Western uh, medicines as well. Uh, am I right? I guess so. so. You say Western versus European. Western is European. You know what, well, bitch? I, would say, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I mean, there's Western Europe, but then there's American, there's the West, and then you've got European, right? So I would say we're like, talking about Czech a, Republic, a more North American style. Then got it. Because yeah, I feel like saying. when I when I think of the West, I think of Canada, 
Mexico, United States. No, and culturally speaking, usually it's like West and East. So you've got East being the Asian country. Europe and, and Asia. Europe and, and then, no, Europe is well, typically thought of Western civilization. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. Sure. There, well, I know what everyone is saying. Yeah. No, need to, uh, no need to split hairs here. Mm. But yeah, I was, you know, don't, don't overshadow the great metaphor play. There's a beautiful juxtaposition happening here. You know, hand versus knife. What's better? What's worse? Don't know. Could be either. Have you done both? No, I have no idea how to do like the hand butchery. I mean, it seems sort of self-explanatory. You know, it's in Europe, not the West. <laughs> they like Indiana Jones. You just go in Chinese style. Anum Shiba. Yeah. You put your hand in there and you just keep feeling. You just do a feel and pull. It's kind of like how you play Jenga. If you if you want to really get into another metaphor, this going is on. you should have played Jenga. I hate Jenga. <laughs> I hate Jenga too until I learned that I'm very good at Jenga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the thing about Jenga is you make it your own. I'm I look at Jenga. Jenga and I'm like, this game is stupid. No no reason to play it whatsoever. But then if you're, it's sort of like a this is a bad tangent, but it's sort of like you know how how you live your life. <laughs> You know, no, do you, but you do don't I, like games in general. For the most part, you find games to not be interesting. I like the game of tennis. Right, you're a sportsman. I'm not saying that, but like sure, sure, sure. board games, yeah. party games. Usually, I mean, if you're in the if you're in a good mood, of course you'll participate. But if I was like game night, and you're like hard no. Yeah, my attention span can't handle it. Yeah, I need more stimulation. I've, but that, when 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 I play Jenga, I'm like eh, I need more stimulation. But then when it turns into like a real high stakes move, and then then I I'm, I feel overly compelled to make a dramatic, crazy, super high risk move. If I lose, I don't care, and if I win, then I win big. Stunt. I like the stunt. I think it makes a mess. That's why I don't like it. That's what the help is for. That's why you need a Dano to pick all the pieces up. Oh, Dan, <laughs> I love you, Dan. Pick up the pieces. But after <laughs> uh, after we left Raku and ordered way too much food, we ordered we ordered Kobe beef, like knee cartilage tendon yep where it was like they literally just take like the cartilage of a joint of a kobe beef cow so it's sort of like a two inch by two inch cube of congealed cartilage fat I'm like lardon but cartilage put mm-hmm. it on a put it on a stick and grill it sure and then put that on a plate and then I mean, you have to be a high-level food man to just eat that. Because, I mean, you, like, you dip it in a little bit of soy sauce mm-hmm. and you just eat it, but it's just one bite of it is beyond any amount that you would want. Just like, it's note. so, so... It's intense. Rich. I think... fatty. It but was, it's so it was good. Good once we had the rice. That helped. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, in the... Like the combination of, uh, mm-hmm. that we have tendon and steak and meatball and tripe. Mm-hmm. It's like the tendon's my favorite, but it's always sliced way thinner mm-hmm. and it's cooked differently and it's you know rendered a little bit more than it is just like as it yeah. comes out grilled. Yeah. So when we ordered it, I was expecting something a little different and it was nice, but it's like it's kind of like a tartare where you want some kind of rice or toast or crunch or crispy rice or something. You need a contrasting vessel. You need something to a cut trisket. to cut it through because just as a as a single bite, it was a lot. It was beyond a lot. It was good. But like so I tried the full bite and I was like, oh, okay. 
and then was like taking small bits off and adding it to other pieces of meat on my second piece. Mm-hmm. And just kind of adding like small parts. Of Delicious it, like, flavor, nauseating mouthfeel. You know what? It's not so much an initial nausea, or for me, not initiating like initial nauseating mouthfeel, which is a crazy tongue twister, by the way. Yeah. Um, but it was like first bike rate, second bike rate, third bike rate. I have so much of this to get through. By the time you're ready to swallow, you're just like, oh my God, I did it. <laughs> I did it. Uh-huh. Looking for high fives. <laughs> Dang, man. And we got like intestine and mm-hmm. gizzard and all this stuff. But we're not, this was not like a, see, this is part of food culture that I don't like where it's like, we weren't trying to do like, oh, so get the craziest thing ever. These were just all things on the menu that's like, all right, one of these, one of these, one of these. Mm. It was like four dollars, five dollars a skewer. You know, it wasn't expensive. Yeah, some of them were three bucks. Some of them were eight bucks. And chicken hearts was... and things. So I'm never exactly. The, I'm never the Good guy stuff. at the table who's like, oh, we should get the craziest thing because I'm super mm. into food. We mm. should get the brain sperm because we've all met that guy. Yeah. Who's like, oh god, you don't like you know whatever fucking whale eyeballs? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I've got a guy in Costa Rica. They're amazing. It's <laughs> like okay. Like, not interested. <laughs> this was more like, okay, small skewers, we'll try a bunch of, like, awful and, like, off, different cuts of meat and stuff like that where it's like... And we're at a place where we know the quality is going to be right. excellent. So there were a lot of things that I probably wouldn't get again or get less of. It was, you know, you had been there before I hadn't, so I kind of wanted to try everything. We almost did. And I would order definitely differently, but, mm-hmm. you know, not crazy. But, you, but it's that's what I love about that kind of food is where... You go to a restaurant and you're like, all right, the main course here, if you look at the mains at a nice Italian restaurant, they range from 23 to $48. Yep. And so it's like you're making a commitment where like you're going to order one thing. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, you're kind of fucked. So I would much rather just order a bunch of small things. And yeah, at yeah. this place, you can order 10 $4 things yeah. and be like, that was fantastic. That was disgusting. That was okay. And well, then you know. I also equate it to my favorite style of eating, which is that Korean barbecue style of, like, they come out in small small plates, and you're just kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. at your own leisure. Mm-hmm. Everybody's nice. drinking sake and having fun. It's tapas, kind of. You know, it's the, that whole... Stop us. That slow, that slow style of eating, which is my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have the it's meal take style, three hours. Sure. Give me a three-hour meal. I'm a happy boy. But then I, the, the, I found the oh, perfect no. application for all of those leftover off cuts of chicken skins and gizzards and silver skins and intestines and tendons and all everything else. I just took it all off the skewer, chopped it all up into little bits. The fat it was in the fridge overnight, so the fat had sort of solidified. Everything kind of hardened up, and I was able yeah, to way easier to cut. Much easier to cut. Kind of like, you know, cutting a cold pork belly or whatever it is. Typically impossible, but when it's cold, it's no problem. And then there's so much fat on there, just threw it in a pan and made fried rice with it. And then all those little bits kind of cook in, and you don't know which bite is what, and you don't know. Yeah, it's all crisped up and all that. The flavor is good, so all the flavor is imparted into the fried rice and the, the whole dish as a whole and you don't know like if you're just eating plain intestine on a stick you're like oh fun that's a that's a lot of that's a fun flavor that i'm not maybe in the mood for 
But if it's chopped up and incorporated in everything, you don't know what you're eating, and it all just kind of tastes good. So, awful fried rice. Awful fried rice. I was going to say. That's close. I think... <laughs> walk the line there. It's awfully good. I think uh, that should be on a menu. I agree. I mean, it's just something you want to do with leftovers, fried rice, frittata. Yeah. It's one of those things, yeah. Yeah, sadly, half, of, half of my recipes involve... Leftovers. It's, <laughs> well, I guess not sadly. It's, it's not sick. It's smart. It's smart. I guess. It's the necessities of mother intervention. Necessity, the mother invention, and lack of waste, and restrictions and parameters. Parameters are very healthy for creativity. Crucial, damn near crucial. We could all learn a lesson from that. Oh, all right. What else we got? Um. <clears throat> all right. What else do we got? We got that. Um. We got, got Christmas Stewie, coming up. Stewie, why don't you hit some of your notes? Um, I had a few first, so I'm, I'm really loving, I'm working in downtown Los Angeles, so I'm hitting a few spots that I always meant to go to. One is Sonora Town, if y'all haven't been. It's in, uh, like kind of Santee Alley adjacent, like near, uh, what is that? It's not Fashion District? Have you heard yeah, of it? Yeah, Fashion District, Jewelry District. So they've got funky hours. They're closed on Sunday and Monday. I think they're only open till like four. Um, Jason would like some wine. Almost hit me in the head with it. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of when we went to Tijuana and uh, hyper fresh beef. You know, you go to a truck and the beef is sitting on the plancha and it's getting dry as can be. Mm-hmm. So your asada is over. And it still tastes good. So which right, is, which but... is actually a credit and testament. It's like your marinade. Like, wow, if, if your asada is still good when it's been sitting there for God knows how long, mm-hmm. then it's then good, big up to you. But this is just like tenderoni, just. Um, Little fried burrito, fresh. You can see raw beef. Throw it on the plancha. Hmm. Wrapped up, deep fried. Handed to you beans, like a little cotilla cheese. It remind. It really just felt like we we're in Tijuana, but in downtown Mexico. I, feel, I, have, I cannot, definitely haven't been there, but I feel like LA Weekly wrote about it or something because it just sounds super familiar. So it's like a tacos, mini, a mini burrito, mini burrito, and like a burrito, like, which is, is really a burrito because burrito just means smaller burro. So right. it's accurate. And is the in the whole burrito is deep fried? I believe so. Like it's a, almost like a chimichanga. Like a chimichanga. Like a chimichanga. Like it's a, a chimichanga. Like a, That's the word I couldn't think a of. Mini Thank you. chimichanga. It's a chimichanga. And they and before they put the beef in the chimichanga, they cook it to order on the on the yeah. Plancha. I saw them make the beef to order. Like they they put the mm. on the grill like the slotted slatted grill, and it was fantastic. And it, it com- was so tender, so juicy, insane. It's mm. still steaming inside the chimichanga. It comes out on the beans, or the beans are inside. Beans are inside. Beans are inside. Beans are inside. Because I've had chimichangas where like they'll just put a, like a bed of refried beans right. and like it'll like they're back uh-huh. into the chimichanga. Handhold with the grilled long green onions mm. and a piece of lime, and it's cheap. It sounds so it's good. So it sounds incredibly sick. good. It's a perfect lunch if you're in downtown. I can't recommend it anymore. Is it a trap? No, it's a little stand. It's just a like you, stand. I'd walk by it so many times because all we need is a name, Stewie. Sonora Town. I said it like three times. Um, I thought you meant that was a part of town. <laughs> no, it's called Sonora Town. The uh, restaurant is called Sonora. Yeah, it's town. been buzzing because baby. Uh, so you, it's, it's in Frog those, Town, just adjacent to Sonora Town. No, Santee Alley. Uh, so okay, got it. That's what I said. Um, it's it's a bummer when you have those roll top businesses because it's downtown turns into like a ghost town after. Yep. Sunset, 
if the roll top doesn't have any signage on it, you'd never know. Mm. But you only know it's there when the roll top's up because it's written on the glass. So there's no above, like marquee above the so roll top. So this is not board. a late night spot. Not a late night spot. It's a bummer. It's like a double-edged sword. It's excellent, but well, it's only it keeps open them from being robbed consistently. So that's cool. I reckon so. But mm. downtown's kind of mellowing out. It is extremely mellow now. Not unlike the chili parlor in Glendale that's only open from 11.30 to 2.30. That's right. It's kind of the vibe, but if they were closed on Sunday and Monday. Mm-hmm. It's a trip. And so, Sonora Town. Sonora Town, I, I've explored Grand Central Market. Every time I go, I was like, there's got to be something. I'm just like pacing around like I need something new. Mm-hmm. And the, ta- like the Taqueria Tostaderia across from Belcampo is good. I think oh, it's yeah. literally called Tostaderia. Mm-hmm. And they have a... I Same. I just, how soon? I mean, how new was it? It's been it? there for a while. It's been there for a year, like two years. I talked to them about this whole thing. I was like, man, I've been putting this... Oh, no, not two years. Random, about a year. It's one of those, like, one of those it's random new. seafood places that I kind of like just don't really hit. It's brand... It's, it's Sorry, it's about a year. It's about it's, a year. It's new. It looks cool like the hipster tile like everybody has. Okay, you know? all right, all right. Uh, it's directly across from Belcampo. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I love it I love a million times. So, but I had tacos, and it's shrimp tacos that rival the shrimp tacos from Best Fish Taco of Ensenada. Mm. Like, if you tricked out those what about tacos, Ricky's? different, totally different. Different. Yeah, different, yeah, different, different. different. Okay. Pretty Best good. Best Fish Tacos of Ensenada is not good. What? The no, shrimp no, no, taco no, 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 no. is delicious. Good, what are you good. talking it's about? Good. The shrimp taco? Disagree. What? I'm bummed on their tortillas that they use. That's what this place has. But their other, tortillas aren't banging. But other than that, I think Best. Best fish taco, even the fish taco, I'm fine with. Fish taco, not, I'm okay with. I wouldn't drive across town for it, but the shrimp I love. It's not bad. Shrimp's it's good. so buttery and and banging. But the Ricky's is right there. It's not always this spotty yeah, hours too. But, yeah, dog. You never know where like, he's gonna be there. No, he's always by the the Vons, but it's only like Far when, Wednesday to ser- Saturday. Oh my God, leaps and bounds. Yeah, Far but when superior. I I just go, I don't have to think. It's like it's gonna. I know it's gonna be there. But he's done at two thirty three, I think. I mean, yeah, like, it's like it's finicky. Best That's fish, best fish in Sonata is open till until eleven. Yeah, yeah, I, I hate late. them for that. Bastards. We used to go there all the time. Look at you, you listeners. This this man is tripping. He put me onto this for God's sake. He's turned coat. <laughs> I yeah. turned coat. Yeah, well that's fine. But don't sit shit like on a thing that you, you used to go to. I'm just saying it hasn't tanks. changed. The last the last two times I've been there, I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> really. Yeah. I, I ate I ate there like three weeks ago for quick two fish tacos and I was like, this is totally fine. But definitely wouldn't be like if you come to LA you have to eat here. Like, no, that's not gonna happen. It was me for me. Yeah. Don't attack me for that. Whatever. But I'm just saying I miss Tangs. <laughs> you started it, bro. I'm defending myself, bro. It's good. Um, Levels. <laughs> anyway, I recommend it. Finally, something <clears throat> new for me at Grand Central. I've been going there all the time. Oh, well, I want to go to both of those places. Yeah, it's very good. Sounds very good. And stuffed sandwiches in mm-hmm. Alhambra. So stuffed sandwiches is a is a is a this is my wild card. You wouldn't see it coming. Stuff or stuffed? Stuffed. Stuffed sandwiches. I said Is it a branch of Dave's grilling and chilling? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bottle shop for beers. For rare and obscure beers. It's what? like sunset beer, but it's super old. They've been there for thirty years. Crazy. This uh, woman, she's probably like in her 50s. Uh-huh. OG craft beer LA person. Her husband's passed away, so she's held a torch. They have <laughs> bottles of beers that have been around. What's wrong with that? Nothing. It just was so per- It was like it just rolled up. So she's hella torched. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know. 
Shit. Keep going. It's great. I'm trying, but that was distracting as fuck. So, um, uh, bottles of beer with you, that Sue. they've I'm had with since t- uh, 1993. So, a great bottle shop, always switching up, gigantic sandwiches, not so much. But, uh, <laughs> but they serve sandwiches. Because you can't they do serve sandwiches. drink on the premises. This is the first for me, unless you eat something. So uh, I, we had to really? order. So we had to order Jake. I've thought I've heard all the everything's in the world. So we right. ordered. My friend Al, Arvin and I went up. Had garlic bread and curly fries, and they were awful. We ate like half of them. Do you think that is a law, or that's their business model? I mean, who never? LA is weird. Who knows? LA is you know? super weird. It's it's not a law. It's probably. I'm, just, I'm saying, is that something they created to drive sales, or is that? A law that no, it's probably they something have to they have to do because you make way more money on alcohol, so you'd rather just serve people alcohol. I mean, don't nausea. you think that Sam's Hofbrau serves coconut shrimp not because they want to? Like, there's some reason that serving coconut shrimp keeps those yeah. doors open, mm. like through like some mm-hmm. kind of permitting situation. It's, it's definitely a permitting thing. You should it's explain like, that Sam's Hofbrau is a strip club. Yeah, I mean, Alhambra is really like Wait, residentially what? and weird. A lot you know? of people don't know that. Sam's Hopper is a strip club. It is not a strip club. <laughs> it is a gentleman's lounge. <laughs> well, this I is completely a... completely disagree. It's kind of like how Eagle Rock <laughs> is a very uh, family-friendly neighborhood. I think Alhambra is kind of the same. There's not a ton of bars over there. No. So I imagine really. they want you, if you're serving... And what they have, for the most part, is pretty high alcohol content beers. Because if you're getting a beer that's 10 years old, you're going to get wasted off of it. So how does... Explain to me how the old beer works. What do you mean? In terms of like obviously popularity, well, and just compared to like aging wine, well, it's typically going to be high alcohol content and high sugar content. Uh, so like we so when, so we did the, it at the the we had big Sierra Nevada's Bigfoot. It's a barley wine, barley wine, a lot of sugars, high alcohol. It starts to mellow out. If you have it fresh, it's going to be kind of hot, and you're going to taste all the alcohol. If you have something. You know, five years older, it's going to be mellow, and you're going to get a lot of those like dried fruit kind of the prune notes, which people really, really dig. So yep. how how but can beers age as long as wines, like like a hundred years? I mean, it's pretty new, so who knows? I doubt it, but because uh, there's hmm. more going on. And what about the carbonation? How does that? Oh, it it mellows out substantially, yeah. it's, but it's still very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they've got a. Anchor Steam does a Christmas ale every year, mm-hmm. and they have some, yeah, from the 90s. And I had a 2003. Swag. And it was very, very good, but it was so boozy. Yeah. I like, mean, the, the, when it's, this, this is a Bob's Brothers question for sure. We need to get him on the pod. Yeah. Because he ages his own um, Belgians. Yeah. and But it's definitely, like just like certain kinds of wine, you're not going to age a lager. You're not going to age. Uh, Number one a pale is IPAs ale. because yeah. you want that to be fresh as can be. Yeah. You don't want to age an IPA. It's going to be it's gross. Mm-hmm. Talking like no more than a year, it's like you should have IPA. Fresh, fresh, For fresh. For a lot of cold, people, cold, cold, IPA cold. is just gross in general. Drink those IPAs quick. Sure. Drink those IPAs quick. Yeah. Oh, this place that, that's so mom and pop and trippy that they don't serve anything in glassware so i drank everything out of a literal dixie cup like if you went to the dentist right <laughs> a really nice amazing beer out of a dixie cup yeah I'm down. like I'm like the that. wax line joint yeah i think i'm down for that but the I'm whole deal that. is that she's like oh everybody all the regulars bring glasses i'm it's so just me like sorry she's like really carrying the torch literally yeah that like 
it's a pain. Like I, it's not a bar bar where I have bar backs. Like it's me. Like can you imagine if I had to wash all this? Like and make the sandwiches. Wear? No way. Yeah, just like and no, fry no the curly way. fries. Exactly. Poorly. Uh, that yeah, you just kind of. Do you feel inspired to go in there and give her some sandwich? Sandwich help? No, I'd never do that. Are we inspired? No. Are we inspired to do a pop up? Do anything like that Sandwich ever spot? in my life mm-hmm. inside no. the spirit place? Should we no. go like unsolicited advice is one of my least favorite things. Yeah, here you go. You have this functioning business. I'm going to tell you what to do because I know better. Complete. Stranger. You can do that after you. That's all I'm good at. In the circle oh, God, of trust. That awful. You can do that in a friendly way in the circle of trust. But your first time in at the counter, that's not no. the time to do that. No, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that you actually do it. But I'm saying. Did you did you feel the? Because if if I was in a situation like that, I'd be like, oh my god, it'd be so much better if like you guys made dope sandwiches and good food. Like if if you just like spent the day being like, here's how you make a sick ass sandwich. Do it like this instead. Maybe it'll be better. I mean, I guess sometimes I saw the glass like, half full because I was just pretty pumped on everything that was great there, mm. and everything else is just auxiliary. I, I mean, it's like weird. It's like a vintage shop with. Old beer paraphernalia from no. the seventies and eighties. It was so cool. Like I wouldn't change a thing about it. No, it's would it be incredible. better? Sure, but like that's all good. <clears throat> no, no, no. I mean, you didn't go there because it was the best curly fries on you. No. Sure. I mean, I bought a shirt. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do. Of course, you bought a shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anybody over there? It's Class, a, classic Stewie. Honestly, that bottle shop is great for gifts. Is it like um, what's it? Ugh, an Eagle Rock, the soda shop place. Yeah, it's like totally. It's Galco's. like Galco's for yeah. beer. Yeah. So when people and then a sick and wine, Galco's has beer. They had a cool wine like, section yeah. too. I bought like a 2001 port for like 17 bucks. It's just like has this stuff that's just sitting in the corner. Like, ah, I don't know. Here you go. Well, let's do a road trip to there and to grill them all. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the move. Bang that's it all perfect. Out. And when people say bottle shop, is that referring only to beer, pretty much? Like, typically, a wine it's a, store, that's a beer there's trend. There's a yeah. liquor store, and a bottle shop would be a store that specializes in beer. Because the term is cellaring, so that's why you walk in. It's like, wow, it's dark in here. Like, oh, duh, because you can't have everything, everything, everything in a fridge. So you have these old bottles that are just away from the light and in like a cool temperature, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's a. That's a bottle shop. Yeah. And it's real dorky. You know what a bottle shop is like? It's like going to one of those card shops that specials in like Magic the Gathering or really just a trading card shop. Yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. And it smells like desperation and virginity. Yes, yeah, it sure does. Because yep. not a lot of dudes are getting laid rolling up with like a sick bottle of beer versus a sick bottle of cab. <laughs> Depends. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> so there's my analogy. It felt like I was going to buy like a... Uh, like a black deck of magic cards. Yeah, a speed deck. Ooh. Deep cut. Like a big black deck of cards? Big black deck of cards. We last The last podcast, we were talking about Postmates Roulette, weren't we? Just yes, briefly? Yes, definitely. Yeah. We'll do a follow-up recap on that. We played Postmates Roulette on Monday. and Must be nice. And I... And I never want to play the game again. It was so redundant. I want to play so bad. I want to play so bad. It's, was, it's so great on paper, but yeah, I feel yeah. like you can get a good one and you can get a bad one. The yeah. first one I did worked out well. The second one... Let's just talk about it. There were six people and three of them ordered fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a bu- I just come up on a bunch of cheese for a Secret Santa mm. and some cheap beer i recently came on the up fromage on come up as well yeah the com- so i was like mm, i got a fucking ziploc it was your roulette right now <laughs> it was it that's not that it was a roulette to Sweating. me uh, the day prior so i was like i'll just pay the roulette forward and thank god we brought that otherwise it would have been like 
Ugh, TM. You brought some fantastic. So nobody postmated a kale salad from Gracias Madre. Not a dude. <laughs> there was no like I ordered. Seriously, nobody. Yeah, you would think, huh? No, yeah, not really. I think somebody at least rounded out. Everybody's out for themselves. Was this a hungover chat roulette? I mean, no. Postmates roulette party. I mean, it is the holiday season. When are we not slightly hungover? A, a little bit, you know. But sorry. Um. Sorry. Yeah, like I ordered Roscoe's. Somebody else ordered Korean fried chicken. Somebody ordered fried chicken sandwiches. There's like mac and cheese. There's mashed potatoes so like by the end of it and then like jimmy ordered some ice cream which was actually a welcome change it was matcha ice cream with fried oh. chicken middle like karaoke i put uh, yeah, from I put, from where what kind of ice cream got postmated korean spot i don't no, know it, never was, heard it of. was a different oh, place i forgot what not it was. Not Malone? no no place I've never that'd heard be of. a flat like getting the rose water that'd be nice I don't think they're on there, but I put I put a scoop of matcha ice cream yeah. on the Roscoe's chicken and waffle that was waffle. Yeah, I didn't like it. I'm not. I don't. I don't like matcha at all. I don't, I don't like Roscoe's chicken and waffles that much. I do. Roscoe's chicken and waffles. They have one thing that I like. They have their eggs, their scrambled eggs that are cheesy and oniony. Those are very good. Those are good with yes. wings. That's and that appears in a, a DJ Quick lyric. Huh. Make my eggs and onions extra cheesy for me. Those are really good. And there's yeah, a, there's like a, there's a Roscoe special we can get like an oniony cheesy egg with fried chicken or whatever. That's good. But like, yeah, the waffle is just like a regular ass waffle that's ego. soggy and dumb. Whatever. Yeah, no offense, but waffles to go. That's never gonna work. Waffles to go, horrible idea. No, it's, it's but spe- uh, speaking of Roscoe's, though, you showed me an amazing picture of a hat recently. Mm. <laughs> yeah, our friend Ken okay. made, made hey, a uh, he made a custom embroidered hat with the Costco logo. That's that says Costco's chicken and waffles <laughs> in the font. One of one looks very good. And he all, he likes to do a lot of restaurant wordplay with other things. He also made there's there's a a website called Boiler Room that's really popular for hosting oh, live good. music DJ sets and things like that, like streaming them live on the web. And he made a, a boiling crab T-shirt with the Boiler Room logo. So subtle you don't even know it. There, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very well done. But moral of the story, I'm never going to play that Postmates roulette again because I well, felt for my birthday. awful afterwards. So you want for your birthday? birthday? Request. Mm. December 26th. Or maybe it just Doable. needs to be workshopped a little bit. Maybe maybe you... Delegate. You assign categories, but mystery. Yeah, exactly. Right. <clears throat> like protein, 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 veg, dessert. Yeah, that's smart. Get wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you pick them out of a hat. It's a li- yeah, it's a living document. You put document. in like a bunch of like pieces of paper that say like protein, veg, salad. However you want to break it down. Soup. Or even by like cuisine, but then you have to like pull it out of the hat and then choose from there. So you kind or of by like neighborhood. You corral. Oh, neighborhood would be good too. Be really like that. Fun. Although that oh, could allow part. still for three fried chicken orders, depending. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one, but yeah. Or you could do like protein, not fried. Protein, fried. Like you could, I mean, I you could do fish, beef, pork, chicken. Yeah. You can like yeah, go yeah. down, yeah. you know, below the. I think there's a way for us to work this into. We should not abandon this idea. One, I'm super jelly because I FOMO'd both times it happened. Nah. 
You just said jelly and FOMO in the same sentence. I worked like hard. That. I worked hard. Um, I don't want people to think I'm old. I know. No, I'm, I'm not hating. I'm, I'm just bringing to light. Right. Um, speaking of serious eats, I, I stumbled upon a recipe that I thought was really good that you guys should try. They have uh, a roasted potato recipe that's really to make the idea is to make it super crispy so he takes the potatoes peels the skin off of it which i don't like to do but he said it was necessary for this and then you parboil them in salt water but water that also has baking soda in it Mm -hmm. and that will kind of affect the ph level and then break up the, the outside of a little bit then you drain them and then you shake them around in the pot to kind of get the exterior of each potato kind of mushy and broken up a little bit. And then while that's boiling, you make a garlic and rosemary oil where you just chop a bunch of rosemary and garlic, fry it low temp for whatever, five, ten minutes in olive oil, drain that, and then you toss the potatoes in that infused oil bake high heat for like 450 yeah it's like a classic british potato they do the baking soda that way as well not the baking soda but maybe but the salt but basically yeah you parboil Mm -hmm. and then you strain them and then you put them back into that hot pot so it's going to kind of like burn off any steam that's going on Mm -hmm. put the lid on shake them lightly a little bit Mm -hmm. so it breaks up the exterior and you put that into a preheated um baking dish or you know like broiling pan mm-hmm. that's been at 500 in the oven for a half an hour and you put them it's back in at shit. 500 mm-hmm. and you can cut up and throw in some shallots real quick too mm-hmm. and mix that and or some garlic or however that is but yeah that's a super traditional british way of mm-hmm. and they have to be small potatoes mm-hmm. they either cubed but traditionally like small tiny fingerlings or like small yukon golds yeah, he was doing it with Yukons, but they weren't that small. They were kind of decent, decently sized. I'd say like square size, but round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. But um, which is a pain in the ass because they do need to be poiled. They do need to be peeled in order for that to happen. Yeah. But you're peeling a bunch of tiny potatoes, which is annoying as yeah, hell. Yeah, pain in the ass. But I think I think yeah. So it it does that same method, but I think the the baking the, the baking soda, soda kind of helps it. Yeah. And, and like the, the edges, just the very edge surface of it kind of gets aerated and it allows that surface. So, and I, and I tried it a couple of times and you toss them every 10 minutes, right? You just roll them over. Yeah. Cause it's going so hot. Yeah. So you need them to kind of like roll back into the oil. So all the edges kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah. but it gets super crispy, like mm-hmm. all, arguably crispier than if you deep fried it. It's kind of weird. There's articles arguing about like whether... Depending on how much you oil, how much oil you use and at what temperature, whether it's actually like healthier or not healthier than a French fry, mm-hmm. because you're still using it's enough oil that you're. Kind There's a of lot like, of oil. Yeah, so it's kind of like the same thing, but it's, it's a different, different size and different texture, a little bit. Oh, but it's uh, like is it yeah. healthier than a French fry or is it healthier than deep frying? If you don't do it at a high enough temperature, it's not because what's actually happening is at a low temperature, it's just absorbing the oil, exactly, as opposed to actually yeah. crisping and. You know, they nice. they seem far less healthy than a properly fried French fry, but I think I think the caveat is you don't eat as many of them. Perhaps like sure. if you get a French fry, you can't really stop munching those. But if you with these potatoes, like you eat five and you're kind of 
But what's nice too is that so, if you do it perfect, the interior texture is like this pillowy area. Oh yeah, it's not. You know, it's like a thick French fry. My favorite French fry, the big steak fry, mm-hmm. done well. It's like the interior is like a baked potato. Yeah, the outside super crunchy, brittle. Inside a freaking pillow. I'll sleep on that pillow, Stewie. I'll sleep on a bed of shoestring potatoes. Thank you very much. Ooh. Ooh. You're always shaking things up, Every you naughty time. little freak. I'm just going to offer you little spoon, big spoon, it's but not, not after that close, comment. Bro. It's not even close. Dog. I was going to let you little spoon, big spoon me yep. on a pillow of potatoes. Mm-hmm. And not Give me all the parsley and the thinnest fucking freaks you got, dog. Mm-mm. I love them thin. No, no. I'm a thin daddy. <sighs> Take thin daddy. Take me to text. All right, Stewie. Now's the time of the show. Where you say the best thing that you ate. Uh, Bay City's burrata sandwich is the best one I ever had. As um, the last lunch I had with my girl before I took her to the airport, it was the first time I'd ever had a Bay City sandwich and the bread was still warm, which was <clears throat> insane experience. Oh, I mean, it's magical. just, it's just, this is, it's a caprese with burrata, right? Okay, Onion, so a caprese. tomato. It's a caprese, but you upgrade and you get burrata instead of uh, buffalo. So basil, tomato. Onion, vinegar. Red onion. Vinegar. Vinegar. Cheese, bread. Burrata, bread. But it, I had never had, in all my years of going to Bay Cities, fresh bread. Like They handed it to me, and I was like, ooh, it's warm. Right. Why is a caprese warm? Like, oh, this is a little warm and i ate it and the crust was flaky like a crostini it was insane and the inside was like pillowy like your favorite wedge potato it was did it have did it have that third layer of bread and in the bay cities yeah Oh, Bay Cities. Never mind. No, Sorry. Bay Cities. No, no, no. I got it twisted. I was From thinking Mario's, Mario's for a Mario's. second. Yeah, Mario's yeah, Bay Cities, Bay Cities. No, no, no. It was crazy. The weirdest trippiest. Hmm thing i've ever had okay. and it was since we ate it like bam they gave it to us we check out short line the heat from the bread had not even come close to uh, affected the 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 cold so you can't count on this being replicated no this was, was a time and a place I, that this all happened it was just like this is the unicorn sandwich i've ever had it was insane Crazy. i don't know what else to do and it didn't <laughs> like the heat didn't kind of nope. wilt the basil or anything it was so like, quick it was so quick and it wasn't so hot it was so warm quick. it wasn't hot it was Too just quick. just warm just enough to where if you if i handed it to you really quick and you set it down you would know but i held it in my hand in line i was like wait a minute this thing is actually warm and i was like oh my god this is insane either that or like i have a sandwich making goddess and she toasted the bread first but it wasn't toasted you know mm. Because you hang it, on to that unicorn. You treat it right. It was strippy, man. <laughs> this is the craziest thing. That and then uh, I have one little thing. There's, It's really hard to get good cider in the States, for one thing. Martinelli is not bad. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> happy holidays, Mom. Mm-hmm. Um, like nice, dry, crisp cider. So Bar Marino is a Spanish tapas spot in Grand Central. I don't know where their brick and mortar is, but if you get impressed. And they have uh, like a Basque cider on tap. Mm. So, and it's insane. It's so crisp and yeasty and mm. and floral. And they have olives and fries and little great happy hour nosh. And you just sit at the bar and you just Let's do this it. soon. And it's wonderful. Is that it's one so that they chill. make themselves or is that a brand? It's a brand. It comes from Spain. It's one they get. 
and you don't remember the name? Nah, it doesn't matter. That's it. <laughs> well, where else are you going to get it? I've never seen this anywhere. I go, I'm right. always looking for good ciders. I ask the bartenders that looks like they have like a half of sense of like cider. Father's Office I've found and also... Um, That's probably going to be British style, right? Yeah, it'll be British, Which but there's great. British dry ciders. It's, fuck, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Surya, it does They're matter because so we're talking on a podcast where people listen to all over the world where they might be able to go find some Basque style cider. Well, you guys talk, brand. I'll look it up. All right? Hmm. You know, Andre Conemparo, what's the best thing that you ate this week? There were a bunch of things, but I w- uh, this is going to be the best thing I ate, included with the most kind of mind blowing experience in the way that uh, there were some great things that I had on on the travels. I mean, I had a great meal in Copenhagen, but so I went to a place called Corgai Thai Street Food in Auburn, Washington State, <laughs> that was on the way from a friend's house uh, that I was visiting while working to the airport and I just kind of did that thing I don't do all the time but don't know what to eat yelped like just wanted to see what was the top 10 stuff in, in the area mm-hmm. this Thai place came up with like 159 or 189 five star reviews that's, that's a like, lot for Washington State and I hadn't had a lot of Asian food of any kind in a while I was like you know Thai sounds great and it was cold I was like we'll get some soup or something you know mm-hmm. amazing So warm I, the cockles with some Tom Kai guy yeah Let's let's get it going. <laughs> let's get those cheeks a little rosy. Mm-hmm. So I go, and it's a small place, you know, maybe ten tables, um, and the menu comes out, and it literally looks like something out of Thai Town here in L.A., which is very near and dear to my heart. And the dishes on there, they had boat noodle soup, they had Tom Ka noodle soup with fish cake and pork liver. They had crispy pork with Chinese broccoli. They had everything that you would find at Sap or Hoka Noodle. And it was, and we ordered five things, and it was as good as anything I've had in Thai Town in LA. Hmm. Uh, in that way that, like, mm-hmm. when, you speak, when you speak about something that's so regional and authentic, but has a really small community that you're so grateful for, like Koreatown or Thai Town in LA, this random place. 20 minutes outside of Seattle had something that I think, you know, I was impressed as the first time I had Jade Noodles at Sap Coffee Shop. It was totally blown away. And the same prices, you know, maybe a dollar more. So it's like $9 or $10 a dish instead of six or seven. But mm-hmm. completely blown away um, in a way that, like, never had Korean barbecue that came close to Korean barbecue in Koreatown. You know, there would have been like eaten somewhere like in Modesto and been like, this tastes like Parks. This is really good. <laughs> but this was like, holy shit, I'm eating at Saps right now. Like, this is in- incredible. It's all moved to Seattle. So, anyway, core guy, Thai street food. In, and there's uh, probably, you know, Auburn, Washington State. I'm sure you have to find, if you're lucky enough mm-hmm, to find yeah. it, that exists. I'm not saying that's the only but one. But I feel like one of those places exists in every state in this country. Yeah, I'm sure. And Guy Fieri is going to find all of them. Well, what was cool was we went in and it was a weird time. We went in at like three forty-five or four on the way to Chef catch, sleeping. catch a catch Chef a plane, sleeping. and I was like, "Oh, it's not that busy." There's like only two tables full, and by the time we left at five o'clock, the, there was a line. Mm. So like the town had found out about it or, or the whatever the people close enough to drive to it had found out about it. So it's being totally supported and like super mm-hmm. super busy and people are excited about it, which the food really deserves. Did you say my favorite mom line when you were leaving? Which was, looks like we came here at the right time. 
I we did. beat the rush. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay, it's called Shaxbury Cider. Yes, yes! dude. S- Wait, H- Shaq makes cider? It's S. No. Uh, <laughs> Shaq Diesel. Bodman. No Q. Uh, S-H-A-K-S-B-U-R-Y. Shaxbury. And I didn't notice this before, so it is Bass style. It's from Spain and Vermont, so well, I guess I have to do some research. Because nice. <clears throat> it's yeah, it says where it's from, Spain. Um, what is this, Pal Gasol, or is it Shaq? I don't get it. I don't know if Pal's ever been to Vermont in his life. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you for Mark doing probably. that research, doing. Yeah, I appreciate it. Now, yeah. everyone in the world can go Google it and find it, and and then they can tweet you at Stewie Stewart and be like, you know what? This was very yeasty, very crispy, very refreshing, and I'm blessed that you blessed me with that hot tip. And was great with a french fry. Bodman. Yeah. Great with a fry! Jason, what was the favorite thing that you ate this week? It wasn't this week, but it was last week, but we've we've had a little time off. But I finally went and ate at the Lhasa pop-up at Unit 120 in Chinatown. Lhasa, two dudes, some homies who... Chase and Chad, what up, though? Chase and Chad, they do a Filipino elevated restaurant pop-up at Unit 120, the space that Alvin from Exlet does. And I was blown away. It was one of the one of the most delicious meals I've had front to back in a while. Really, really impressive. They had it was during their Bob's Burger Burger Week, and they had this crazy Filipino like French dip burger thing that was so good. But bistec, bis, no. yeah, the beef steak. Yeah, one. Bistec, Thank you. And they, everything on the menu was really good and really interesting and really thoughtfully done. But they their their version of pan pancet, which is like a Filipino noodle dish. That's usually with like a shrimp, annatto seed, pork, crackling, like chicharron dust kind of thing going on. Is it glass noodles? No, uh, egg noodles. It's thicker. egg noodles. Um, but a lot of times they'll do it with like a kind of like a, a thinner rice noodle. It, there's it's done different, a few different ways, but they do it with like kind of a thicker egg noodle that kind of plays like a fresh pasta kind of vibe. Like mm-hmm. if. A cross between a ramen noodle and maybe like a spaghetti, like a fresh, like fresh made hand spaghetti kind of thing. Jay Gold said it was kind of like this is one of his ten best dishes of 2016. He yeah, said it, it was, was like a number like four. A, he said it was like a Filipino carbonara. Wow, that's what he said. I mean, yeah. but it, it, normally when uh, I've had pan panset a few times and I've made it a few times and it's it's when I made it and I've I've had it, it's it's sort of like this kind of big complex thing where they have the noodles and you cook them, you boil them in annatto seed and it kind of turns this orangey color. Mm-hmm. Annatto seed is like... That's what they used to color cheddar. That's what they used to color cheddar. And then there'll be like shrimp in it, pork, chicharron, green onion, calamansi that you squeeze all over it. And like you can kind of add all kinds of things and oftentimes there's like hard-boiled egg or soft-boiled egg in there and all kinds of things and it's like this big kind of like chow mein kind of situation and they do it super minimal where it's just these perfectly cooked like nice gummy toothsome egg noodles and then it's tossed in calamansi butter which is just like so simple and then a little 
green, a little, little chive on top. And I don't know how they do it or how they get the flavor out of it, but it was so good. Like, I couldn't stop eating it. Oh. Blew me away. We should have them on the pod. We're going to have them on the pod. It. There you go. We've talked about it. We just got to make it happen. That's we're just, it. We're just, you know, who we has some upcoming guests on the pod. Excited. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, we we got to grill them all. In pod in the coming up soon. We gotta do the lasso soon. Shoot, what else? More things. Got the homie Dana Snyder coming on. Oh, Dana. So I mean, maybe I'll talk about it more next week. But on Jay Gold's list for the best ten dishes, there was the legumes de saison at spring, and I went there on Thursday, and that was one of the only With the things that I really enjoyed With from Camille? spring. Yeah. Spring was a spring was. Shouts Camille. Spring did not do it for me. Shouts to Camille. Yeah, spring was what third on his list. Mm-hmm. Fourth. Nah, wow. dog. Nah, dog. Jay Gold. Nah, oh. dog. Mm. I mean, no. he's not a perfect human being. No. They also might have come harder for him, being like, "Oh, if you, yeah, but, like, you, but also know. Jay Gold before he puts a restaurant at number four on there, a controversial yeah, number four many yeah. times. He had to have eaten there ten times mm-hmm. if that's the gold I know. Yeah. No. Well, I would say I'll go be the judge for myself, but after your lackluster review, I don't think I'm going to go. Uh, so here's my one thing about if you go to spring, just sit at the bar, get a glass of wine, get that dish, and maybe maybe one other thing, but honestly, just get that and keep moving. Legumes. It's because everyone should try it. It's crazy. Every vegetable is cooked in a different manner in a n- nice vegetable stock. I don't know that it's vegan, but it might actually be vegan because it didn't taste. There's probably butter. I take that back. Uh, and it was so vivid, so bright, so colorful. It's beautiful. You should look up the photos. It's gorgeous. Okay. The list. You, everyone should check out the list because it's pretty cool. But that was wild. But nothing else can hold a candle to it. On the and it was like one of the flattest dining rooms I've ever been in. There was mm. like no buzz. The service is great. The server was w- lovely. She's cool, but. It's just, it's so big, and there's so little, uh, it's like if you went to, what's the massive restaurant on 7th Street? Uh, like Bottega Louie? Bottega Louie. You went to Bottega Louie, but you can hear a pin drop. Right. I think it was weird. Exact opposite of Bottega Louie, the yeah, loudest Bottega restaurant. Bottega Louie is like the loudest <laughs> restaurant, also the one of the largest restaurants. It's yeah. huge. It's, it was so trippy, and it made it kind of flat. So. Yeah. It was like a candlelight vigil in a high school gymnasium. Yeah, kind of. Don't like. Tell to. Petit Trois all day. Yeah, it's like the omelet at Petit Trois. No, the whole. I like the whole place. Only the vibe is way better at Petit Trois. Uh, we've done in the podcast, guys. Good job. We're gonna stop now and go cook some dinner because it's nine forty-four and we are have not even begun to cook dinner yet. It's gonna be one of those. It's only on Monday. Today's Monday. Standard for us, really. TheStewPodcast.com is the website where all the episodes live. If you like the show, please tell a friend, tell a lover, tell a mother. Tell our mothers, Karen and Jill. Shoutouts to y'alls. Hi, guys. Follow Andre Conoparo on Nowhere because he's not on social media. Follow him on Hope Everybody Has a Great Holiday this year. Yeah, he just well, who, All he wants you to do is have a great holiday this year. If you want to catch him, he'll, uh, you know, he might be around town. Catch Call me on, on Xbox Live. He'll be on Xbox Live. <laughs> hey, what's your handle, pimp? No, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> Very loud. <laughs> Follow me on social media at them jeans. 
you can find my brother Chris Stewart. Stu Stewart on Instagram. Stu Stewart on Instagram. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. Night. <laughs>